Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the uh, Greek Isles cruise on the Rhapsody of the Sea that Kevin Close and I uh, did a couple weeks ago. This is actually part two of a two-part series. Uh, Last week, last episode, we covered the ship and the food. And uh, this episode is going to be about the ports of call. So I'm excited to bring you that information. I'm joined at the panel this week. Uh, on the panel this week by our experts, agent consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. Client services manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hi, everybody. And in our production facility, our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Hi, guys. All right. Very excited to talk to you about the itinerary portion of this cruise. This is kind of the reason why we took it. Um, Again, we talked about last episode that it was... um, a place we've never been. We've never been to Greece. We've never done the Greek Isles. It fit into another trip perfectly. Um, from an expense point of view, we didn't find it to be too expensive. And so, we also thought as long as we were going to fly, this was two trips right. built into one. Right, two trips for one price of airfare. But I think most importantly, it was the itinerary and the ports of call, again, having never been. Now, um, I've got some videos. We're going to be looking at those. Uh, very, very short videos for each part port of call and uh, just a few shots. And we'll talk over those for the folks who listen and do not watch. So you don't have to worry about if you're not watching to, um, we hope to get a good descriptive going of what we're looking at. But um, let's just do a quick overview of what we thought of this itinerary, our first time in Greece. What was your impression, Kevin? I was very excited about this because it hit the highlights. Uh, I wanted to see Greece. I had never been there before. So I thought the itinerary was very good before we went. And I don't mean to make that sound like it was bad after we went. It just I, it, it appealed to me greatly. Right. When you looked at the ports of call where the stops were and everything, it looked like it was going to be, you know, excellent. We're going to see these great areas of Greece. Um, I think that in a general sense, uh, we enjoyed it very much. I mean, it was seeing places we never thought we'd get a chance to see. And I think that's part of the excitement of it. Whoever thought, you know, we would go to Greece. I think at the end of it, there were some highlights for sure. But I think in general, we've kind of scratched that itch that we don't. Yeah, think there was a couple of places I would look forward to going go back, back to. Right. But I, there, it was a couple of the places were one and done. There you go. I think I just said that. So uh, I said it the, better. The cru- <laughs> you did say it better. The cruise started in Venice and ended in Venice. Um, you cannot get enough Venice. I would like to spend every minute of every day in Venice. Mm-hmm. So that was appealing to us as well. Um, we did get in the day the cruise left. Um, this is something we will never do again. As travel agents, we tell people, don't arrive on the day the cruise leaves. Because if there's any sort of airline issue, you could be out of luck. And as travel agents, we did not take the advice that we offer you. And we arrived on the day the cruise started. And we made the plane. We flew from Orlando to Atlanta. And we boarded the plane as they announced the last call for boarding. So we made the plane while the flight attendants were not at all impressed with the fact that we had run through the uh, airport like Olympic athletes, we were got on the plane huffing and puffing and sweating, and they closed the door behind us and told us to sit down. 
trust your travel agent, arrive a day before. We did not take our own advice. If you've ever flown through Atlanta, you go and domestic is one terminal, like B, and then international is like E or F. So you have got to get to the entire other end of the terminal. Um, we were lucky enough to have someone waiting for Kevin uh, with a wheelchair. Otherwise, we never would have made it. Kevin doesn't walk that fast. And Thank God for Bianca. Right. And literally, I mean, I know I know that Tracy's going to say, not you, you didn't do it. Literally ran through this airport. I believe you. At full speed. Valerie full had speed. a long dress on. And at one point I looked up and she had it hiked up around her hips. And was running, full out running through the airport. So you never take video of the good things. I should have. I should have had a video of this because no one would believe We it. had a video of sushi, but we don't have a video of I that. bet you somewhere, somebody's got a video There's out there of all of you running through the Atlanta airport. It was like a scene from Home Alone. It was crazy. And Kevin is being pushed. Very, very nice lady who... You know, we said, we have to get there. We've got 20 minutes. Do we have 20 minutes? She goes, it's better than 10. Let's go. She goes, I've done it in 10. And she took off. And so we get to the point where there's the train. You've got to take the train between terminals. And she is running up, and the train pulls up. And as the door is open, she spins Kevin around, backs him into the train, and literally his eyes are going like this. <laughs> like you gotta I don't walk fast. I never would have made it if I had walked it. I never would have. Would you all have went? Anyway, if he didn't make it, just wondering. Uh, um, no, we would not have because we would have all been in the same boat. Okay. We would have all so, ran. like, well, you all r- would have ran and Kevin would have walked and then they closed the door. You wouldn't have left without well, him. Well, what we had was we had a plan. Okay. We don't know if the plan would have went. We had our friend Kathy was with us and she was already on the plane. Her she flight, was, had, she had flown from Houston and right. she arrived earlier than we did. And she was trying to talk them into holding the plane and that wasn't working. They didn't care. But Jeff was going to go ahead. He was going to lay in the door. He was going <laughs> to lay in the gangway. <laughs> I don't know if that would have worked, to be honest with you. But it was very, very, We you made know, it with seconds to spare. Right. And we were so proud of ourselves, huffing and puffing. <laughs> and the suit was like, what's the big deal? Sit down. Let's sit down and yeah. get in your seat. <laughs> so, again, we arrived in Venice on the day the ship leaves and it is... Um, you know, much less glamorous uh, of a cruise port than other places. You know, you go to through Venice, and it's just it's kind of like um, a shipping port. It's an old warehouse. Yeah, an old warehouse. Through. I mean, there's nothing glamorous about your debarkation uh, or your embarkation. Right. It it was. We took the transfers with uh, Royal Caribbean, and we got to the ship, and it's not a fancy affair we got on the ship and everything was fine and they offered excursions that first day you could have done something in venice that first day but we opted to get on the ship and sort of start our cruise and then uh the first night into the first day there's a first day is a sea day the full day is a sea day so you get a chance to sort of get acclimated to the ship and feel your way around not only that, but when you've flown from the States, there's a little bit of jet lag. So, you know, and everybody knows that whether you get on the port uh, on a ship here or anywhere, getting on the ship is usually a busy affair. You know, there's checking in, there's getting to your stateroom, there's going to lunch, you got to go to the mustard drill. So by the time you're done, you've been at it. You usually got up really early. So we were very happy to have a sea day where we just kind of were slugs. The next day was Catacolone. Catacolone, Greece. Greece. Um, we have a little bit of a video for that. Again, we will we will chatter over it and let you know what we're seeing. Um, very, very small town, a very small little port town. Um, we did not do any shore excursions. This will be the theme 
of our show. Did you do any shore excursions? No, we did no shore excursions. We did a little town exploration. It reminded me very much of a Caribbean port. Right. However, what's nice is that um, if you were wanting, if you did want to do some things, um, this is the site of ancient Olympia. There's also some castle there that I can't pronounce. There is some baths there that I can't pronounce. So there are shore excursions that you can go on that, you know, didn't really entice us to do it. So let's see if we can uh, get a little bit of an overview of Catacolon, Greece. And this is our first introduction into Greece. So, you know, I think we have an idea of what it's going to look like. And you kind of pull up to this tiny little port. Cute, cute little buildings. It looks nice, but it was very, very small. That's basically it. There's basically two streets. Actually, we're looking at the back right. of the buildings. This, this is like a little farmer's market along the port. And then on the other side of the buildings, there was a shopping street. Right. And again, you know, not much to do or see or shop there. Um, I can understand why people would do uh, shore excursions. The nice thing about here is the ship pulls right up to the dock. So you are docked and you just walk off the ship and you, you know, walk to your destination. There's no tendering here. There's the shopping street. Right. Cute little shops, tchotchkes. Uh, I will say this. One of the things that I did find is that Greece was very, very inexpensive. Um, we found it was very hot while we were there. So we found a little outdoor bar and we all sat down and had diet sodas and ice water. Oh. And then this is where I torture people and it's pretty much pictures of our vacation. Here's Kevin in front of things. Uh, one of the things that I liked about this picture was you could see the Greek flag behind him. And this was a little cafe. So basically, we got off the ship, we shopped for a little bit, and we found a cafe and had lunch. This is going to be the theme <laughs> for the rest of our cruise. So, in case you're wondering how the rest of our cruise went. So the theme of the first show was we didn't eat in the main dining room. Exactly. <laughs> the theme of this show is we didn't do any short excursions. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. The theming but is this, important. This is the way we like to cruise, though. We are not big on get on the bus and we're all going to go together and we're going to go to the uneven, rocky place and hike up places and see things. We are... As it says in the official shore excursion description. Well, they show you the well, description. They, they have that little man walking, and sometimes he's walking across flat ground, and the other times, like, he's using his hands to walk. <laughs> right, he's scaling so, a mountain. A lot of the ones in Greece had, you know, you need to have, like, hiking boots to go, and then I didn't bring any hiking boots Have you me. done a med cruise? Mediterranean yeah. cruise? Yeah. And so my thought on that, or my thinking on that, is that a lot of these ports are kind of little, almost made for cruising little towns and ports mm -hmm. and in order to see the places that you're visiting you're really traveling from the right. port you'll and see sometimes that. it's ours right you'll sure. see that when we get to athens that was very right. much what athens was like you got off in this not yeah. pretty port and you had to go somewhere else i also would like athens. to say that one of the things that we have found we usually travel with our friends jeff and val and kathy and one of the things that we found when we did the hawaiian cruise where you go island to island that we would get off and hire a car and a driver that could take all five of us. And while it might have been a couple hundred dollars, it worked out to be less than if we had each sure. purchased the shore excursion. And one of the things that surprised me was we stayed a step ahead of the shore excursion. So we should we would pull up to a spot where we were, there was just us and a couple other people. And while we were finishing up, the bus would pull up and 
50 people would get off. You know, they all had their stickers and they all looked wrinkled and they all looked uncomfortable. So we found that hiring a car works really well for us. There's also we one of the things that we tell people is you can't tell a shore excursion driver, you live here. I want to see what you think is special. Show me what you think is great. Now, when we get to Athens, we'll show you our driver took us someplace that and none of the shore excursions went. And we'll get to that. All right. And again, this was just happened to be the type, the port of call where you, there was no reason to do that. If we were going to do that, we would go and see the ancient sites that we just weren't interested in. Right. But we had a really good or time. Were too difficult to get to. Right. Um, we really had a good time shopping. Very cute. Again, we showed you the little bar area we found. He, the, the owner, um, and his wife are, were from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Actually, he was Greece, Greek. He was from Greek and the wife was from New Orleans. Right. And now you'll also find so that one of the themes the here bar. is a seaside cafe. <laughs> we found a lot of those. Right. So we stopped and we had a little nosh and we enjoyed ourselves and just, you know, a pleasant little day. You know, uh, the other thing to keep in mind too is that our group are not the type who want to go and go on, um, excursions that would be taxing. You know, we are, reached a certain stage in, of our li- stage in our lives where we don't want to be hot and sweaty and gross. And right. it's just not what we want to do. So. And I think it's important for people to know when you're looking at a cruise such as a Greek Isles cruise or a Mediterranean cruise, if you want to see, if you're taking this cruise in this destination to see a lot of these um, tourist you know, destinations, these, sites, these tourist sites, then you really have to factor in the cost, the shore excursion oh, cost. Right. Um, There's not a lot right along really, the edge. And, and in a lot of cases, that's adding, you know, that's the equivalent of the cost of your cruise now. Right. In shore excursions, mm-hmm. depending on how many you are. So, so it's something got, you want to budget for right. sure. So we've got the list of all the shore excursions that were available for this trip. And I want to say something too. Royal Caribbean is really good about information. Mm-hmm. You know, they give you the information in your stateroom and you have a chance to look at it and make your decisions. The other thing too was um, shore excursions were open for this entire cruise. There was nothing that if we ever decided to do, we couldn't do. Nothing was sold out. And there are some shore excursions where they'll just take you into town. As a matter of fact, we bought one. We did a shore excursion when we got to Crete because the shopping area, the tourist area of the town was 30 minutes by bus. So we bought shore excursion tickets. And we boarded the bus with everybody else, and the buses ran kind of continuously, so you got out and did what you wanted to do and come back. But I think it was $35. And I will tell you that the man driving the bus on the way home almost got beaten up. He had a bus of 40 people, and he was texting and reading his emails while he was driving. I had to tell him he had to stop. So let's go to that one. We'll go to the next video, which our next stop was... Chania or Kanya, depending on who you spoke well, to. Depending on who said it, sometimes it was Chania, sometimes it was Kanya, and other people said Hanya. It's C H A N I A, but it's in Crete. And again, this is a uh, port that you do dock, you get off the ship, but it's not a pretty port. You know, you have to take transportation to the town. And what this area is known for is their Venetian Harbor, the Venetian Lighthouse in several archaeological spots. Uh, and sites. we had passed the Venetian lighthouse going in. And again, it was not anything that we, you know, we had talked about it and we had our little meetings and what did we want to do here and this. And we decided we, you know, we really didn't want to um, 
taken actual shore excursions. So we took the transportation, the bus from the port to the downtown shopping area. And the downtown could have been, it was very much a downtown anywhere, but then you, the glamorous port, this is where you get off. Isn't (laughs) that lovely? They welcome you (laughs) with this scary government. That's where security is. Was that Jeff and Val walking in front of you? No, that was some other. (laughs) But there is the downtown shopping street. But after you turned off of that, there was what they called the old market. And it was leather markets and knickknacks is what it was. And it seemed that the further you walked, the streets got narrower and narrower and more crowded. That was the day you weren't feeling well. I wasn't feeling well. And when you get into that sort of tight area, there's no breeze. And I was hot and I was gross. And I just said, I got to go back. So So John stopped and sat down. And we went a little bit further. But none of us felt comfortable leaving John sitting there all by himself not feeling well. So this got cut a little bit short, but oh, we found the Pandora store. Da, 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 Pandora. There's our friend Kathy in the background. So, you know, something for everybody to do. Everybody got a chance to shop, and then we headed back to the ship. I would also tell you that it was hotter than I thought it was going to be in Greece. I understand it's the Mediterranean. It was very, very hot and very, very humid. The joke was none of us dried out for the days we were there. Yep, it was definitely definitely hot. So let's move on to the next port of call. Now, this is kind of where the the cruise turned around for us. This is where it was like, okay, this is the Greece I was hoping for, and this is Mykonos. Uh, Mykonos is known for um, its uh, whitewashed buildings and its narrow pathways and its shopping, of course, and there's churches and castles and all sorts of good stuff there, but... In general, let's play that video. You know, you've seen the pictures of Mykonos with the whitewashed buildings and the even the streets were whitewashed. (coughs) We should be talking now. We apparently had to be back on. I'm sorry. We should not leave dead air. Dead air is not good. We should be talking. That's our reboarding time. uh, Got off the boat. The boat docks. Uh, You do not tender. However, you are not docked near the quote-unquote town area where everybody wants to go in Mykonos. So there are some options. You can get a cab. Actually, we were. We walked into town. No, this is the one where we took that boat. Remember, we took the boat. Oh, yeah, we took a boat. (laughs) And it was, I remember being very cheap. It was a couple of euros, and it was a high-speed boat, very short boat ride. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember now, yeah. And again, this is Mykonos, and this is what kind of was like, this is the Greece I wanted to see. This is what I wanted to experience. We had a really great day, sort of getting lost, almost like Venice. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like you got lost in the streets. We had, when we first got into Mykonos, we walked past a restaurant, and the gentlemen that were standing out in front of the restaurant were extremely friendly, and they said, you know, they invited us to come in, and we said we had just had breakfast. We weren't ready to stop and eat yet, so they gave us a card, and they said, come back. And... They were so outwardly friendly, and the seats looked comfortable, and it was all in the shade, so I thought it would be comfortable. And we decided to walk around and shop. And 
we also found out that some friends of ours who we met on a sailing from Sydney to Hawaii, Leanne and Leon Ryland, were on a different cruise line who happened to be in Mykonos on the same day. So on Facebook, Jeff and Leanne were going back and forth. So as we walked around and shopped, there was no planning to this. We found that original restaurant that looked so good. And this is what and, we're looking at now. We're back right, to that restaurant. We sat down and... Who walks around the corner and joined us but our friends from Australia? So it was – we had a very, very nice day. Very authentic Greek food, Greek salad. Uh, tzatziki was a dish before that. Um, and couldn't have been more friendly, couldn't have been nicer, couldn't have been more accommodating. The folks at this restaurant um, was just – it was incredible. It was a great day. Um, this there were there was every kind of store you could imagine from you know magnets and t-shirts to upscale things. It was remember when we first started this, there were places I said we, we said we would go back to. I would go back to Mykonos in a heartbeat. I don't know that a week would be the right amount of time, but I could spend a long weekend in Mykonos. It was lovely. They have a high-end shopping area uh, with high-end stores, and then they had a lot of tchotchke stores. That's an olive tree. There were olive groves all over. Mykonos is famous for their wine and their olives. That's Kevin in front of Louis Vuitton. Surprise, surprise. So again, keeping with the theme of our travel. Shopping? We have shopped. And then we stopped for food <laughs> and we snacked. But um, the streets are paved with large pieces of like slate. And then there's, you know, grout around them. And I watched a man come out with a white a bucket of whitewash. And he not only did the front of his store, he did the grout around the big pieces of slate. So even the streets are whitewashed. It was lovely. Um, and it's on the shore. It's on the right. seaside. It's absolutely And there's beautiful. no way you can really get lost, but it's like walking through a bowl of spaghetti. There's not a, a straight line anywhere. I did run into a man, and I tried to explain that I thought his store, the smell coming in out of his store was very good, and he didn't understand my English and my Greek is non-existent, and he told me that he could, I could blame the sewers. So I don't think he got the fact that I was telling him how good it smelled. I think he was apologizing for the smell of the sewer, and I didn't smell the smell of the sewers. And tell him what you discovered about the people who generally go to Mykonos. Tracks a certain clientele. I did not realize that this was a very popular gay resort. And I have been gay my entire life, so I thought I would know. Um, this was a surprise to me. Every place was had a rainbow flag up. Uh, it was a very openly friendly community. We love Mykonos. We thought it was fantastic. We I didn't that I learned that towards the end. That's not the reason we love right, Mykonos. Exactly. I think everybody would love Mykonos. It is the most picturesque little place we went. So again, you know, we talk about the beginning part of this cruise and it kind of being, you know, okay, this is nice. This is nice. This is where it sort of was Greece for us. This is like, oh, it's turned into Greece. And we talk about what we would do or where we would go back to, we would go back to Mykonos. Mm -hmm. We would look for other cruises that this was a port of call. Uh, the next day was Santorini. Uh, Santorini is, go ahead and play that one. Santorini is the famous uh, scenes you see in a lot of pictures of Greece, white buildings with the blue roofs. The cobalt blue. Um, this is a port where we actually tendered. So, you know, it makes it a little bit more difficult. You got to get on a tender and you got to, you know, get over to the actual docking area and where you get off into the docked area 
is a small little villagey type of place, but it's really for tourists. Cafes and tourist stuff. There's our ship docked in the background. And it's got um uh you know, a lot of tchotchke places. It's also got places where you can do um excursions from. And in order to get to Santorini to the top of the mountain, you've got to take a cable car. And I have another picture of the cable car. And John saw the cable car and had a panic attack. <laughs> then we said, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get in the cable car. I'm going to go up to the top of the mountain. We Remember went- the buckets that used to go over Tomorrowland and Fantasyland? Picture they're much older, ricketier cousins. <laughs> I stepped into the bucket. The bucket dropped about three feet, and I had a panic attack. Now, this bucket was very, very small, this cable car. And this woman behind me, now I was trying to get to the cable car to get in with John, and she kept screaming, there needs to be six people in every car. And John and I looked at each other, and I thought, if we both get in here, that's going to be a feat, let alone putting four more people, unless we're going to balance them on our knees. <laughs> And I, as I started to get in, John said to me, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm getting out. And got out, and my feeling is if I had said that, he would do whatever I asked him to do. So I thought, all right, we're not going to the top. So the pictures from the top of Santorini that are on here are courtesy of our friends Jeff and Val. They took pictures. I understand there's an alternate way to get to the top. Yes, there is. There's actually three ways. <laughs> you can way. walk back up. Two dozen switchbacks that seem very, very steep. or you No, can more go, than two dozen. It was a lot. Or you could ride up by donkey. That's the one I've heard of. <laughs> now, if I stood over the top of the donkey, the donkey could have walked back and forth between my legs. <laughs> so I thought, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, how am I going to wrap my legs around it? And then I thought, could I do this to a donkey? Um, <laughs> now, we made friends... Actually, he made friends with us on the ship. There was this gentleman, and we were never quite... Say that story for when the pictures are gone. I just want to real quick talk about what we're looking at now is Kevin and I stayed down where you got the cable car, where the ship docked, and we stopped, and we found a cafe and had a snack. I just want to make sure you understand that this we did not break our pattern. Thank you. We did not go see worried. things. However, we were 10 feet from the ocean. Yeah, it was a beautiful we sat in location. beautiful breeze. There was some shopping down there. There were some local uh, folks we selling stuff. We bought olive oil. And everything looks amazingly fresh. Everything was amazingly fresh. We but. sat in this restaurant, and they had an open-air barbecue where they were barbecuing lamb and chicken and pork. Right. And all I kept saying to John is, we have to stay long enough until that pork is ready. <laughs> the smell was incredible. It was incredible. So Jeff and Val and Kathy went up and they took pictures and called down to us. And they were like, listen, there was you didn't miss anything by not coming up here. It is a very touristy area. The lookouts are great. You're just missing a view. So we sat in the seaside cafe until they came back down. And then they sat in the seaside cafe and we spent the rest of the afternoon there. So just was, to clarify, there was no donkey. You didn't take the donkey. There was no donkey. Okay. Just wondering. I there were no donkeys act- were hurting this cruise. <laughs> when I got on the cable car, I might have acted like a jackass. But there were no donkeys. <laughs> on the cruise, we met this gentleman. And I'm not quite sure what his job was. But wherever we ended up... He ended up standing next to us. So he was your handlers. Uh, I, he might have been. He might have been hired by Royal Caribbean. The first night we met him, he tried to convince us to go to specialty restaurants. His name was Anastasio, and we loved him, except no one could understand a word he said. He told us an entire 
16 or 17 minute story about his wife and what we got out of it was that she used to bake cookies and she owned a big book. That's <laughs> that so we were sitting in. That was the recap of the conversation. What did you get out of it? <laughs> big book, big book. So we were sitting in Santorini and we found oh, this little place. They had a restroom and we were sitting there and who shows up but Anastasio out of nowhere. And he says to us, are you okay? Are you feeling okay? See, he was definitely hired by Royal Caribbean. <laughs> So we said yes, that we were okay. Why were we not up on the cable car? And we said we weren't going to go up on the cable car. Our friends were up there. We were just going to hang out. So he gave us candy. (laughs) He had these little hard candies in his pocket. Okay. So I know it's been a while. But your mom's told you not to take candy from strangers, right? We had known him six or seven days. Oh, okay. So he wasn't a stranger (laughs) anymore. You didn't know what he was saying, though. So God knows what he told you his wife was making and putting in candy. (laughs) He asked us. He said... What are you doing after the cruise? And we explained that we were going on to Italy and Switzerland. He said, did you bring too much luggage? And, you know, your first response is, I'm from New York. Your first response is, where's this going? <laughs> he says to me, because if you want to leave your luggage with me, I'm go- this ship's going to Tampa in January. And I said, are you offering to store our <laughs> luggage until January? <laughs> he says, and then I bring it to your house. You live near Tampa? I'm going to need my luggage for the <laughs> rest need some of the trip. Clothes. There was a lot of there was a lot of conversation where I'm not quite sure we were talking about the same thing. Did you eat the candy? Kevin did. I did. Okay, and it was fine. It was an anise candy. It yeah, didn't. It, was, it didn't make you no. want to go get on the donkey. No, no nothing made us. me want to go on the donkey. <laughs> we did not see colors. Right. Um, and so we told him the cable car story, and we saw him later that night in Chops, and he made fun of me. Oh, John can't get on the cable car. He's a big baby. He was he was a highlight of our cruise. We loved him. He was great. Um, On to our next port of call. We do not have any video for the next port of call because it was Kusadasi, Turkey, and we made the unilateral decision that we were not getting off the ship in Turkey. Um, At the time, there was some civil unrest Um, and the wedding bombing. Right. That they, they had blown a bomb up at a wedding. Now, it was, people kept saying to us, it's not near where you are, but it just seemed like the wrong idea. And I had called Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean was undergoing a political coup. Uh, not Royal Turkey. Caribbean. Um, Turkey was undergoing a <laughs> wow. no coup on the ship. Um, Turkey was undergoing some political unrest, and I thought, I don't know that I feel safe here. I just didn't feel safe. So we all decided that this would be a sea day. There were Jeff and Val went for Val went for fingernail repairs. <laughs> Manicure. Manicure. That's <laughs> um, fingernail repair. There was it was Jeff had his toenails fixed. <laughs> A lot of important things had to be done instead no, of going to Turkey. No, she broke her fingernail. One of her fingernails popped off. I don't remember what happened. She went for a fingernail repair. <laughs> but it was it seemed like the wrong thing. And I had called Royal Caribbean because of this political situ- situation and said, are we still going there? One of the guys explained to us on the ship that if they didn't go to Kuzadazi, Turkey, they would probably go to Montenegro. And we have noticed that in 2017, Kuzadazi... Most of the itineraries now are going to Montenegro. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where you would also go see the Roman ruins at Ephesus, or the Greek ruins at Ephesus, which really excited people. Again, we had made the decision not to get off, but somebody else had told us that 
this was a port where they would harass you to buy things. And they told us that even the fake stuff was fake. That you should be careful of any dollar you spent in Kuzadasi because everything was made in China or elsewhere. There was, you weren't going to find anything local or real. And a lot of these ports had Louis Vuitton spelled wrong. One lady told me she had Louis Vuitton for $6. I could buy $6 Louis Vuitton. It was a lot of um, knockoffs. But they said even the knockoffs are knockoffs. So don't spend your money in Kuzadasi. So with that warning and the fact that the bombing of that wedding had happened the day or two before and there was still a great deal of political unrest in Turkey, we chose to stay aboard the ship. The uh, person who told us about Montenegro was an officer on the ship. Um, very, very nice gentleman. And we were just talking to him about stuff in general, and this came up. And uh, he mentioned that um, he had heard that um, at the moment they had increased security. So you could not even get off of the port area without passing through a line of gentlemen carrying machine guns. So we thought, why take the risk? Why even worry? Being there under those conditions didn't sound fun. enjoyable. Right, didn't fun. But people did it. People did the the shore excursions. Uh, apparently, this has uh, people are going to yell at me who know the the real thing. But something about the pilgrimage of the Virgin Mary is here. Either she was this was her hometown, or she went to college, or I don't know. Something happened with the Virgin Mary. What? <laughs> okay, I can't believe I'm getting side eyes about that. <laughs> This, this was where big... Ephesus was, the Greek ruins at Ephesus. Let's leave that story alone. Right. And then it was also <laughs> the other big thing, thing to other people. There's also the big thing was the seven churches of the apocalypse was here. So there's a lot of places that uh, for folks who were religious it were great short excursions to do. But we opted to do none of that. Who were you talking to? I did reading. Oh. Ephesus was here. <laughs> Ephesus. We didn't get off here. Ephesus. He's, he's Ephesus. Um, next Craig, day, we need to start with split screens. We need to get split screens sometimes going. I want you to up the production value. Uh, next day was a day at sea. We did things on our day at sea. I don't remember what they were, but I'm sure they were great. And more upkeep. <laughs> Some more repair. <laughs> Probably. You know, there's something else that had to be repaired. Um, and then our our next stop in Greece, our final stop in Greece before we ended our cruise, was Athens. Uh, we have a little video about of Athens, but Athens was, uh, as I mentioned earlier on in the, this particular show when I talked about the ports of call, not a pretty port, um, more of an industrial port. So as we docked, you kind of had an industrial view of what was going around you, uh, going on around you. In order to do anything here in Athens, you had to either do a shore excursion or get a taxi. Or like we did, we hired a private car to drive us around. And the things to do in Athens are the uh, very popular, uh, the Acropolis. Now, we did this through our concierge, concierge the lady at the, con- the concierge host. Uh, that is said, the Temple of Zeus. No, that's the Parthenon. That's the Parthenon. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to see the Acropolis. We went to see the Parthenon. We did not go in. We did not walk around and do the actual excursion, but the guy brought us close enough. It was enough. 95 degrees right. this day in Athens. Um, there are other things here. The Temple of Zeus is here. Again, that's the Acropolis. To give you an idea of where it is, it's right at the edge of the city. It's amazing that it's right in the middle of this densely populated city. Mm-hmm. Is Our this. driver explained to us that in the 40s and 50s, 
Athens was a fairly small town at the base of the Acropolis. In the late 50s, there's the Temple of Zeus. That is correct. In the late 50s, 60s, and 70s, Athens exploded in growth. And what happened is the small city of Athens is still there. They call it the old town. But the rest of it is unbelievable suburban sprawl. This is uh, all made of marble. It's the Marble Stadium. This is where the... Modern Olympics were born. Yep. And this is where the um, Olympic torch starts from. Mm -hmm. So now, Kevin mentioned our driver took us to a place that many tour buses don't go because they can't. It's on the top of a mountain. It's actually a little park. And you get this expansive view of Athens. Now, we just showed two pictures. John had to break this up into two pictures because you can't get all of Athens in one picture. One was looking one way and this is looking the other way. And there is in the center of this city, the Acropolis with the Parthenon on it. This was really a highlight of our trip that he was able to bring us here. And he explained that, you know, as a kid, he would come here and this is where they would hang out. But because it's got this very windy road up to it, that tour buses don't come. So the normal Tour operators don't get you here. We had, um, if you're familiar with a sprinter-type vehicle, we had a sprinter-type vehicle who took us up to the top of this hill. It was lovely. It was one of the highlights. It was so hot that day. Yeah, it was crazy hot that day. We didn't even want to get out and shop and or snack. What? So I know, really. <laughs> what? So the other thing is, Athens was a 30-minute ride, 30 or 40-minute ride through suburban sprawl from the port where we disembark the ship to before we got to the city of Athens. And they told us there were restaurants and shops around the port, but I would describe it. It was not a a tourist area. You were just in the middle of a city. So as I mentioned, this ship, uh, this uh, cruise started and ended in Venice. Um, Again, Venice is beautiful and we would go to Venice anytime we got the opportunity. What's really nice is that the ship actually docks and stays overnight in Venice at the end of the cruise. Um, One of the highlights was we had a chance, you actually sail through the Grand Canal. So you sail out and back through the Grand Canal. So let's start the video on Venice, which actually starts with our sailing through the Grand Canal and then has some shots of actual Venice. Uh, From our balcony, possibly some of the most breathtaking scenery um, opportunity ever. This is the Lido. This is one of the furthest islands in Venice, and this is where the Venetians go to holiday, and they hang out on the beach and do their thing. Uh, Very cool. We had never seen the Lido before. I think one of the things I don't... No, I didn't understand the way you said it. Our cruise ended on the 26th of August. We arrived in Venice at 2.30 on the 25th. Right, we overnighted so in Venice. We, the boat parked, and we didn't have to get off the ship till the next morning. And this is amazing. This is from our balcony. It's just sitting on our balcony. That is the Campanile, the Doge's Palace, and that is St. Mark's Square. If you've been to Epcot, those things should look familiar with you, but Epcot, they're not in the same place. Uh, as the day we were there was the Venice Film Festival, um, it was crowded. We had gotten some warnings that it was going to be crazy crowded and you're not going to be able to do anything and you wouldn't be able to get around. We did not find that to be true. We had a great time in Venice. No problems whatsoever. But again, it's just what an incredible experience just sailing through the Grand Canal. Uh, chip docks, which is really nice. And this shot is actually from... 
where we got a Vaporetto to take us into Venice. So literally right around the corner from the ship, a five-minute walk to get the the boat to go into Venice and pictures of Venice, which are incredible. We had the afternoon and evening to spend in Venice, and the the Vaporettos ran back quite late. There was not – I don't believe there was a last call. You could have stayed out as late as you wanted. Right, right. One of the things they wanted to let you know is because it overnighted, you were at – you were – however late the Vaporettos went – was the last time you could get back to the ship. Right. But you could basically stay out all night if you wanted to. Uh, we did not. We stopped and had a snack. <laughs> Those two pillars, the Venetians consider it bad luck to walk between them. And that's because that many centuries ago that's where the public executions were held so they consider that bad luck to walk between those two pillars in st mark square and we see these pictures it's not very crowded and you know we talked about our concierge who uh helped us get the car in athens and the night before the day before you get to venice you get this piece of paper in your room that talks about how crowded Venice is going to be and how crazy it's going to be, and you're not going to be able to get around, and you're not going to be able to get... And you could buy their transfers at $20 each way, so it was going to be $40. But there was a Vaporetto stop, but it was so crowded, you probably wouldn't be able to get on the Vaporetto. And then coming back, the Vaporetto is Venice's um, version of the city bus. Right. And then they told us that there would be no way we would get back on the Vaporetto. The lines were too long. Well, it was five euros, five or six euros each way. So we decided to give it a shot. And Again, the Vaporetto was closer than their transportation, was cheaper than their transportation. And because it was Venice's you know, city bus, we could have gotten it back from almost anywhere that went to that location. So there was a great deal of sort of... What is this fake hype about? This fear-mongering. It was very, very disconcerting that this is what they were kind of making everybody very, very anxious about getting off the interesting to know if that's every sailing or if they truly were expecting, because of the film festival, that this was going to be an issue on this sailing. The letter we got in our room was because of the Venice Film Festival. And it's my understanding that we were just at the beginning of the film festival after doing some research when I came home and that they didn't expect the crowds until the week after we were there. But I have to tell you, I bet it kept people on the ship because it almost kept us on the ship. And we've been there several times. I just it was much easier than they made it out to be. So, again, I mean, incredible ports of call. I mean, this is one of the the benefits of sailing. Royal Caribbean as they go to some incredible ports. The other thing is that's one of the benefits of a smaller ship. Mm-hmm. One of the largest, larger ships wouldn't be allowed to sail down the canal. I did some research. Uh, I thought maybe some folks might be interested in pricing uh, out a Greek cruise for next year, and I wanted to look at some things. First of all, um, not exactly a Greek cruise, but I did find a cruise that was um, – I forget exactly where it was, but it was – partly Mediterranean, partly Greece, that was on the Freedom. So a little bit bigger ship than the Rhapsody. Before you get into pricing, I just want to say that if you're interested in Greek history, if you're interested in the ruins, all of that was available to you at a cost. You had to pay to go on the shore excursion or hire your own car. We met a very nice family from England who hired their own car at every stop. They could all go in the same car for one price. If those things are what you want to see, this is the trip. Absolutely. A lot of history. Pretty much the history. (laughs) You know? 
the beginning of time. So I found a seven-night Greek Isles cruise, not as long as the one we took. Uh, I could not find an 11-night next year, so I don't know if they weren't offering it or if it was sold out. This is in May of 2017, actually May 27th through June 3rd. The ports of call are Venice. It's a round trip uh, to Venice. It stops at Montenegro. We mentioned that this is a replacement for Turkey. Uh, it goes to Kofur, Corfu, Corfu, Greece, which we did not go to, Athens, Mykonos, and Argostoli, which I am probably not pronouncing correctly. Uh, an inside stateroom for two adults was $1,500, including port fees and taxes. One of the nice things is it seems like the port fees for these type of sailings are very, very low, probably because of the economy in Greece. Outside stateroom for two adults, $1,800. A balcony stateroom for two adults, $3,800 for a seven-night cruise, seeing some incredible ports of call. And then um, the smallest suite you could get with concierge service was $4,200 for two adults. So if you're looking for concierge, this is, uh, I think, really great pricing. And when you think about what you get, the it length of It is May, cruise, so it's a little bit shoulder season for, is, for Greece. Yeah. I also wanted to say, I want to go back to Athens for a minute. I've been told that we missed something called the Acropolis Museum. One of the things that you have to keep in mind is that your time in port, you have to figure 40 minutes each way from the port to the city, and your time is measured in hours. So if you wanted to go see the Acropolis and you wanted to see the Temple of Zeus and you wanted to see the view from up on that mountain, it didn't give you a whole lot of time. We chose to spend our time the way we spent it. But I am told that we missed the Acropolis Museum and that's something that we probably should have done. And I will tell you that that'll be our next trip. And again, you know, what we showed on our video here was not everything we did or we saw, especially in Athens with our driver. He was fantastic. I mean, he got us around the city and we saw a lot of highlights, um, open excavation areas that were they were going to build a building and they found ruins and it was now open to the public. Things like that. We saw um, sites where the, um, the uh, Athens Olympics were held. Right. Changing of the guard uh, in, in Athens. We saw the greek then we saw the american embassy in greece so it was very very cool to see all that stuff not just what we showed you on our video but if you are interested in a greek cruise you can contact us um you can write to me john at dreams you can write to tracy t-r-a-c-e-y-h at dreams and we will do our best to get you a price on a greek cruise um again incredible ports possibly you know, bucket list stuff, stuff I never thought I would get a chance to see. Just incredible. Excellent. All right. Thank you guys very much. Uh, thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching our show this week. Uh, very grateful to you for that. And we hope you have a great week. And we hope you have a great vacation. <laughs>